It is Thursday, the 11th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, of course, look, quite a, a sad week in the past seven days with the death of Judith Durham and then, of course, Olivia Newton-John and all the old visions being played. Now, you would slightly be too young to remember when Greece came out, but um, I, I remember it and it was... That and Star Wars in that 70s period was just extraordinary. But you wouldn't have been uh, too young to remember the leg warmers and Xanadu. No, big time, Timmy. And I just, I forgot how beautiful Olivia Newton-John was when she was younger and and obviously a beautiful woman um, later in life. And and the amount of stuff she did, she she actually sold a lot of her property, I didn't realise, up to um, just before her passing and and donated a lot to um, uh, cancer research. So an amazing woman. A very beautiful woman uh, in the early days and um, so many hits and so many memories and uh, a great Australian. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that scene, that scene with the, uh, uh, the <laughs> with the leather pants, I think that caught the imagination of everybody. At the, and, and everyone uh, has been replaying everything from uh, Greece and Xanadu and, you know, God rest her soul. What an amazing, yeah. uh, what an amazing performer. All right, uh, turning to sport today, uh, quite extraordinary um, turn of events in cricket. Meg Lanning and Trent Bolt will talk about both those scenarios. Cameron Smith, we thought he wouldn't be happy with Cameron Percy. He's not happy at all. And Wayne Carey speaks out. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Meg Lanning announces an indefinite break from cricket, and that's effective immediately. I think that surprised a lot of people, Shane, after the Commonwealth Games gold medal for our women cricketers. Yeah, well, um, she has achieved a lot. She's been a great a captain, um, but a probably good time to take a break. Look, the girls have, have asked to have a lot more cricket in their schedule, and they're getting that now. Um, you look at she's only played six test matches due to the fact that the girls don't play as, as much test cricket, but she's played, um, I think, 53, averages 53 in one day, create 4,000 runs um, and played 115 T20 matches uh, and averages 36 there. But look, she's she's won a gold medal. She's won two World Cups. She's won four ICC World T20 titles. There's not much more for her to achieve. So a bit of a break and maybe just get fresh and, and, and work out what she wants then to do in, in the game of cricket. She's achieved much most. Yeah, well, we're seeing a, a bit of this kind of thing, aren't we? Because uh, New Zealand cricketer Trent Bolt has been granted a release from his national contract to spend more time with his family. Look, Ted, potentially, Timmy, he's definitely saying he's going to spend more time with his family. My read is that he's the number one ICC bowler in the world, 169 wickets at 25, most of those in the IPL. He's taken 317 test wickets at 27. I just think it's his chance, yes, to spend a bit more time with his family, but release from New Zealand cricket allows him to go and earn a lot of money in these satellite tournaments. Mm, yeah, because there's a lot about it, isn't there? An enormous amount of money. Yep. Now, Rudy Kurtzen, he was one of the most popular uh, umpires in the world, uh, South African Rudy Kurtzen, and he's tragically died in a, in a car crash. It's really... Um, you know, it's been interesting to see the reaction from Ricky Ponting and many others around the cricketing world of how much they actually like Rudy. Yeah, he's a very likable guy, very nice, um, had a very strong character. Um, 
He used to have the they called it the slow finger of death when he used to when you were giving mm. out the, the the hand would slowly go up, and um, yeah, it was really uh, it was pretty ominous when you saw that happening. But a really nice guy, yeah, and tragically dying in a car crash at age 73. Now, we spoke yesterday about Cameron Smith, uh, the Australian golfer who just recently won the Open Championship at St Andrews, the 150th. Now, like, he hasn't categorically said yes or no to the to, to the Live Tour, the Rebel Tour, but the, the reports of $140 million. Mm. Uh, Cameron Percy, the fellow Australian golfer, came out and said the deal's done. Now, Cameron Smith in this media conference yesterday ahead of uh, what is a, a big tournament has come out and said, you'll hear from Cameron Smith, not Cameron Percy. I'm a man of my word. I'll let you know when I know. And uh, you don't need to – and he, I think he doubled down a few times on it. So he was not happy at all. No. Ken Percy will not be invited around for a barbecue at Ken Smith's place, that's for sure. He's, he's not happy with that. But uh, reading between the lines there, mate, he, he's definitely going to go across. Um, but I think he's just very, very unhappy that his mates leaked this to the press. Yeah, yeah. It, it does look like he's going to go because all yeah. through that yep. there was no uh, confirmation no, no that I'm not going. No. Uh, Lance Armstrong, uh, what a – controversial career he's had uh, is married his fiance in France yeah well congratulations for that um, but I just find the brashness of this guy incredible like he's had his seven uh, Tour de France uh, medals stripped mm. um, due to the doping charges um, but then decides to go back to France to get married <laughs> brazen have you read his books have you read any of his books I have mate and uh, mm. he, yes, he just lives in a different world in his own head I think he was he's still partly denying what happened and now he's been caught red-handed. It was, yeah. Um, look, an unbelievable athlete, but mm. uh, went to the lengths of the earth to uh, to deceive everyone. Yeah, he's never lacked confidence, that's for sure. No. Never lacked confidence. <laughs> now, it's an exciting time for the world game and uh, women's soccer particularly because uh, next year we have the World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. But uh, we're, over the next few days, we're going to see the start of the under-20s women's World Cup. And... Look, these are the stars of tomorrow today. And uh, if we go back to past tournaments like this, we've seen the emergence of some of the absolute out-and-out superstars. Yeah, and, and this is where you will see it. Um, and you see this across both men and women's uh, competitions at sort of the under-20 age bracket. Um, yeah, there's no doubt there'll be the the new girls who will emerge on the scene and, and probably be getting contracts in you know, to play in Europe and um, in the UK after this tournament. Yep. Stay with us because we're going to talk AFL, NRL and plenty more. A journalist came out during the week and said that there'd been a stoush at the North Melbourne Kangaroos reunion between Wayne Carey and Anthony Stevens. Now, uh, Wayne Carey's come out and, and not denied it, but he said it was overblown. He said this is there was a there was a strong discussion between him and Anthony Stevens, and of course, for those. It, nearly everyone will know the story of how Wayne had the affair with Anthony's wife two decades ago now. Yeah, look, there's no love lost there, mate, after, after two decades, as you said, but I just thought this is something that Wayne Carey would like to go away. Um, you know, Anthony Stevens was his best mate at the time, um, but, yeah, coming out in the press again, it's just like another slap in the face for Anthony Stevens. Yeah, it's uh, been quite a melodrama for quite a number mm. of years. Now, rugby league, huge game tonight, Penrith and <laughs> Melbourne. Now, Melbourne sort of flickered back into to shape last week a bit, but this will be tough. They, they are playing a Penrith team without 
their or two of their superstars are still no Nathan Cleary or Jerome Luai. Yeah, this will be a huge game. I'm really looking forward to this one. And, and Greg Alexander kicked the week off by questioning the Melbourne Storm's wrestling tactics. Mm. And, and then Cam, Cameron Smith came out and retorted and, and had his opinion on that. And then the Storm chairman has come out and said that Penrith is arrogant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I find... Uh, I find the storm a bit like the Church of Scientology, Tim. They, they, they deny everything and just want to move on with it. But, uh, yeah, it should be a huge game tonight. Uh, it was an interesting interview this week with Toby Rudolph, uh, the Cronulla Sharks. He's a big, imposing forward, and he's, he's open up about his sexuality. Look, we haven't seen a lot of this at all, have we, in any of the sport here in this country, to be honest. Uh, but he, he, he spoke quite candidly in an interview um, not not since Ian Roberts, really, in rugby league. No, good on him. Um, Cronulla forward, and he said that he wants to bring in Pride Round, not just Manly wearing the Pride jersey. Um, he talked about his sexuality being fluid. Um, he said he refers to himself as heterosexual, but he's kissed gay men, straight women, lesbian women. I, I, I don't know, Tim. I, like, I, I'm not against or any of this stuff at all. I just don't know if I need to hear it. I don't know. If that's fluid or he's just a bit toey, I don't know. Oh, he's, I think he's no, very I, open. Well, I you think. Well, oh. I mean, everyone everyone dances to a different beat, but I, sure. I do like the transparency, and I think that you know by speaking about it, it does break some of the mythology around it. So uh, I, I think it takes a little bit of bravery to come out there on the front foot and say whichever you know whichever way that you move, but to, to be in an interview situation and say it, I think it's it's pretty brave from uh, Toby Rudolph. But, uh, mm. yeah, that, that's that's happened this week. That story isn't going away. It would be interesting to see if they do do a pride round at some point because the AFL have been doing it for a number of years. Now, boxing, put your balls on the line, mate. Paul Gallon's bold <laughs> $50,000 bet. He's doing everything to market this last match and, and we're talking about it now, Tim, so it's working. And uh, he's basically said to Justin Hodges, I'll bet you 50K, you can't knock, knock me out. If you knock me out, I'll give you $50,000. So he's doing everything he can to uh, promote this fight. He's having two on the night, um, and he's favourite for both. So, yeah, Paul Gallen going to go out with a bang. Yeah, well, Justin Hodges, I, I think he's got him second that night, and I was talking to Justin. I saw him last week, and he's all fired up. He can't wait for it. So uh, that will be uh, an interesting uh, finale mm. to the whole boxing thing for Paul Gallon. Now, basketball, what about this for a comeback? Lauren Jackson, 41 years of age, uh, playing for the Opals at the World Cup, and, and this lends itself to her hopefully being in the team for the Olympics in, in France. And, yeah, like three-time uh, player of the season in America. She's now a mum and says comes to the team with, it, with a different attitude. The this is a real plus for the Opals. Oh, a massive plus for the Opals. And I bet you she will be best on ground, best on court um, at 41 years of age. Look, she retired in 2016 and she's just a superstar. And they say class is permanent and I bet you she performs the socks off. What about in the Formula One world? Um, Lewis Hamilton turning down Tom Cruise. Not many people <laughs> turn down Tom Cruise, the top gun. They've become mates over the years and uh, mm. Lewis said that he called Tom just before Maverick was released and said, yeah. get me in the movie. I'm happy to be sweep the ground, the background, just anywhere. And Tom said, no, no, I'll do one better. I'll make you a fighter pilot. But due to his F1 schedule, it was not possible. And uh, he's going to uh, he's going to regret that. But a pretty cool mate to be able to call up and go, mate, 
what are we doing? Mm, it'd be nice to be fit enough to appear in one of those volleyball scenes. <laughs> a few star jumps between now and then. All right, buddy. Uh, now, with all the talk of uh, the World Game and, and, the, and the Women's Under-20s World Cup, um, you have a reflection today on a Socceroos dinner back in Melbourne? Back in Melbourne, uh, there's a guy called Craig Nettlebeck who played for the Sydney Swans um, and mm-hmm. be- became a soccer manager. Um, at the time, he was managing guys like Tony uh, Popovich, uh, Mark Viduka, Lucas Neal, um, Spider, the goalkeeper. Um, and it was a big, we were looking at potentially investing in this business in Melbourne. So I went along to this Socceroos dinner at the Crown. Um, they were all there, all those players that I mentioned, including Timmy Cahill and, and Harry Kuehl. So there's about 10 Socceroos all together. Um, at the end of dinner, and the amount of money that these guys had around the table was ridiculous, but the, the bill must have come to about close to $5,000. They were drinking the best champagne and, and the best wine. And before the bill came out, um, everyone had to throw their credit card into like an ice uh, bucket. And then the girl who was serving us actually went around and pulled them out one by one. The last card left had, had to pay the bill. Now, unbeknownst to Craig Nettlebeck, who was their manager, they uh, they used a bit of blue tack and blue tacked his one to the bottom, so he got the bill in the end. Oh. <laughs> then he told me later on, he couldn't believe his luck. He goes, this has happened to me three times. And I had to tell him, yeah, it's a stitch-up, mate. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to end up with it. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors, the Osher Group. If you're in the market for a racehorse, go and speak to the guys and they'll give you the right information, the right knowledge to make a good purchase. And, of course, thanks to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience Podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience Podcast on your favorite podcast app.